0: Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-host, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? Well, today, let's not waste any time. We will be covering the episode of Trenton Duckett. I did want to mention that we are almost at our 25K followers. Woohoo! And that's for the podcast. And I just wanted to remind you guys that the bonus episode for that is Carly Gus. So once we get to that 25K mark, I will start doing the investigation. We just have a little bit over 500 new followers to obtain that goal, but it seems to be getting there pretty quickly. And that is people who have followed us on Podbean and other platforms for the podcast specifically. Well, that's exciting
1: news. And we're actually pretty close to the Aaliyah episode, which is also a bonus for TikTok We are 7,000 away from hitting the 25,000 mark on the new account for the followers.
0: We are definitely moving quickly. (laughs) We had originally had someone on TikTok bring this particular case of Trenton Duckett to us. And I'm glad they did because I absolutely fell in love with Trenton's personality connecting with him he is such a sweet kid beautiful soul smart soul and it breaks my heart to know how really anyone could kill him there was no bad blood in any way within him in any capacity I don't even feel like he misbehaved I'd say they had a pretty well-behaved child and to me there's absolutely no excuse obviously to kill a kid but there is so much to that story that broke my heart and You know, guys, just hug your babies a little tighter this evening. Now,
1: Trenton was born on August 10th of 2004. He was born to the parents of Joshua Duckett and Melinda Duckett. Melinda was born in South Korea, but was then adopted and brought to the U.S. in 1985. She grew up with her adoptive parents in Lockport, New York, until she moved with her grandparents
0: at 17 years old. I know the family is not going to talk about this and they probably are going to be pretty pissed off with the details of this, but I'm not holding back on this in any capacity. I feel like this girl was a problem from the beginning and I can see that she definitely had a lot of childhood trauma from her time in South Korea, but also growing up with her adoptive parents. I feel as though she had so many signs throughout her life that made her sound honestly like a serial killer and I'm not completely convinced that she has not hurt people in the past. I feel like she is beyond deceitful, very manipulative and she was trying to communicate with me during this episode and also the TikTok I made but I declined because I have zero interest in talking about her perspective in any capacity. I mean, I kind of agree with that. Now, what's unusual for me is that
1: I lived in Lockport for some time and, you know, surrounding areas of Lockport pretty much my whole life. And it was funny because I was a few short minutes away from where these people had lived with Melinda. Now, Melinda met Josh when they attended South Sumter High School. The two began dating and subsequently had Trenton together shortly after Melinda finished school, and then they ended up getting married in 2005.
0: Honestly, I feel like they thought getting married would solve all their issues some way, somehow. In fact, I feel as though their families, both sides, including Josh's family, had suggested for the two of them not to get married. And unfortunately, because both of them were a bit rebellious, they decided to go forward and do it anyway. And as time has gone through, their relationship continued to get toxic even more. And I feel as though we don't have a lot of details of what took place there. But I see that she was extremely abusive and manipulative and controlling towards Josh. I feel like she wanted him to give up on his family too. I keep seeing that things were thrown at him constantly. I see that anytime she didn't get her way, she would get very verbally abusive and physically abusive and would then manipulate the hell out of him. And it was just a vicious cycle going over and over and over again. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't have his own part in the abuse because he definitely did and did have moments where he allowed his emotions to take over. And I feel as though he did physically hurt her as well at times. But I also feel like a lot of that was just when he had escalated and Melinda would then cry wolf in relation to Josh.
1: In April of 2005, Melinda was sectioned under Florida Baker Act after Joshua claimed that she had threatened to harm Trenton. She did have a history of depression and was known to either harm herself or threaten to harm herself. In December of 2005, Melinda was diagnosed with obsessive-compulsive personality disorder, but it was reported that there was no physiological reason that would stop her from being a capable and loving parent.
0: I agree with that. I think that the doctors kind of messed up on that diagnosis. I think that there was a lot more involved Now, Melinda and Josh accused one another of abuse and also mistreating Trenton throughout their relationship, and they would often break up, get back together. There was a lot of tension between Melinda and Josh, and Trenton honestly spent a significant amount of time in foster care or living with his maternal grandparents. You know, it's sad that Trenton had to encounter all
1: of this at such a young age, In July of 2006, Melinda ended up filing for a divorce, and by August of 2006, the couple was in the midst of a heated divorce and custody battle. Melinda had taken out a restraining order around the same time she filed for divorce based on claims that Josh had threatened both of her life and Trenton's, and Josh denied these allegations.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Josh on this one. I believe that Melinda was genuinely looking for attention by placing this restraining order on Josh. And he did react a few times and sent her some inappropriate, threatening words. And from time to time, she decided to take the plunge for her own safety, even though she knew that she was more difficult of the two of them. It was also to basically keep Josh away from Trenton because, you know... Trenton preferred Josh
1: now at the time of his disappearance Trenton was living with his mother Melinda Trenton was last seen at his home in Windermere apartments in the 1400 block of Griffin Road in Lesburg Florida on August 27, 2006 was the day that his mother Melinda claimed to have taken Trenton to a shooting range at the Ocala National Forest. Why the heck would you take your child to a shooting range? I don't understand. He was like a baby. Right. However, she got lost and drove for several hours in her silver 2006 Mitsubishi Eclipse. That sounds more like what she did.
0: Right. Like, according to Melinda, when they returned home, she placed Trenton to bed at approximately 7 p.m. But then she returned two hours later when she finished watching a movie and apparently he was gone. She called the police who arrived to find that there was a cut in the window screen above Trenton. They also found that some of Trenton's toys and also photographs and his sonogram had been thrown in the trash for some unknown reason. None of that makes sense. When somebody, you know, throws
1: out items of other people, it seems more personal, especially if it's your own child. She was trying to, you know, erase Trenton's existence. Now, law enforcement initially made a public appeal for people to search for this child. A few days later, they publicly stated that they did not believe that Trenton had been killed or taken from the area, and they were now focusing heavily on the parents. Around a week later they had made another announcement that they think Trenton may have been missing longer than Melinda claimed because no one had seen him since she collected him from daycare on the 26th of August. Now Melinda and Josh were both asked to take a polygraph test concerning their son's disappearance. Josh took it right away and passed. Melinda though refused to take a polygraph test but agreed
0: to take a stress test but she still failed that the police were also concerned that trenton's disappearance was linked to his paternal grandfather james aka jimmy duckett now jimmy was a former police officer who had been charged with rape and murder in 88 and had been placed on death row joshua was a toddler when his father was in prison but still had a relationship with Jimmy and Trenton had visited the grandfather in jail before. Melinda also kept in touch with Jimmy by writing to him. However, no evidence was found to suggest that Jimmy or his crimes were in any relation to Trenton's case. I did want to mention as well that I find it really weird that she was like, mailing trenton's grandfather i think in my mind she was like bitching about josh and like i don't think he really cared too much
1: now here's where the story picks up in a very wild way on september 8th melinda died by suicide she was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the closet of her paternal grandparents home in
0: lady lake florida she had left two letters behind one in which she addressed to the public and expressed her love for Trenton, I'm sure, and voiced her frustrations about the ridicule and criticism she had to face. She did not mention Trenton's whereabouts, again, shocking, and the letters were found on the dashboard of her car. Now you would think
1: that if you are about to kill yourself because you think you're going to get in trouble for your child's disappearance, then you would just fess up so that you know your child could have a proper burial, be found, everybody can be, you know, at At peace. peace about it. It's just disgusting that this person couldn't even fess up to what she had done to the child before she killed herself.
0: Her innocence was more of a concern than anything else. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people blamed Nancy Grace because the night before she died, Melinda had been interviewed by Nancy Grace. Now she was accusing her of hiding something because she didn't want to take a polygraph test, which is super suspicious. She's going to ask those questions. Right, I mean I would ask the same question like why
1: didn't you want to take a polygraph test? That only makes you look suspicious. Like the father right away instantly was like, "Yep, I'll take a polygraph test" and did it and passed.
0: She also couldn't even confirm where she was. She's like, "I I I I don't know." Like, "Don't you want to recount the steps of where you are cuz maybe just maybe if it wasn't you, somebody could help?"
1: Right. If it wasn't you, you'd be trying to help, you know? Now, Nancy Grace is definitely a pit bull, I will say that, and she does ask all the tough questions, like I would too, definitely, that, you know, a lot of people just, they're just not willing to ask. I know a lot of hosts who just don't want to ask, but she's not one of them. Now, it genuinely was to try to just help find Trenton and see if they can kind of get down to what actually took place, and she was trying to just get more information out of this girl, not really
0: trying to, like, make her go kill herself, I don't believe that. Absolutely. Nancy Grace also pointed out that because she didn't take that polygraph test, she didn't provide clean, truthful answers, which upset Melinda's family, who then filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Grace, who they felt had contributed to Melinda's death by the interview in an overly aggressive fashion, which I don't believe. I mean, stop giving your babies trophies for doing nothing, you
1: know, then they won't act this way. Uh-huh. It's funny, though, how the family filed the wrongful death lawsuit against Nancy Grace, but then pretended as though, you know, Trenton and his disappearance just didn't matter as much because now their daughter killed themselves. So it was like almost like a popularity contest between them. You know, their focus still should have
0: always been on Trenton. Absolutely. Nancy Grace gave your child's baby the audience so that people can search for him if in fact that was the case why aren't you looking at that very good point then nancy grace did publicly defend herself denying the role in melinda's death but she also stated that she sympathized with the pain of the family obviously nancy grace and the duckett family settled out of court i'm assuming because you know she's got to pay this big buck to them where they all agreed to set up a $200,000 trust fund to help search for Trenton, which I'm glad she put that stipulation in there because if it's like for the child, which it should have always been, that's where the money should have gone. And if they say no to that, they look like assholes. If Trenton is found alive, the money will be given to his legal guardian until he turned 18 and then to Trenton himself. Which it should be, and if they don't find Trenton, then
1: the money just never goes anywhere. Exactly. Now, on September 21st, police announced that Melinda had been the prime suspect and the only suspect in the case. However, they stated that while they think she knew what happened to Trenton, they did not necessarily think that she had harmed him. The reason they decided not to arrest her was that they hoped that she would lead
0: them to Trenton on her own accord. I believe the police made a big mistake there because she was completely mentally unhinged and she probably would have given more details whilst in some sort of like lockup facility. Oh, for sure. Now they had looked into the
1: possibility that Melinda had sent him to South Korea but eventually ruled this out when they found no evidence of Trenton leaving the country at all. So far, several witnesses have come forward and stated that they saw Melinda in Lesburg during the time that she said she was lost.
0: Another one of those cases that just really irked me, and obviously you guys are probably annoyed with it as well, but it is really no surprise to who did this. But we're going to get into all the details here now. Now I cannot wait to put all of this information
1: out there. Now my first question is, when exactly did Trenton go
0: missing? I believe that this kid went missing on the 26th after the daycare. I am seeing that a lot of things transpired in and around this time. First thing I want to mention is that I do believe that Melinda was trying to find ways to Basically, leave Florida. She wanted to keep Trenton away from his father, no matter what the outcome was. Her biggest concern was, you know, to keep him away. She had tricked herself into believing that Joshua was going to hurt him, hurt her, and she felt as though she needed to take things in her own hands and come up with solutions for her child to go somewhere else. That's probably why they looked into her possibly trying to send him into Korea. But I believe that more so just physically searching these opportunities due to low funds and not having the financial capability to be able to do it. She cut that option completely up. She decided that it was not what she needed to do for him. Did she actually end up going to the gun range? What's interesting is that I don't believe she went to the gun range with him at all but I do feel as though she was thinking about killing him and killing herself at the same time to make it look as though Josh had been the one to come in and murder her and her child. So that's why I think she had talked a lot about the gun range and no she didn't get lost in any capacity it's so crazy because i find that a lot of the people that may be prime suspects in this case always say they get lost like meanwhile i don't believe that at all no one's getting lost
1: they're just saying that so you know if she and trenton did not go to the gun
0: range did she take him somewhere else then i think she made a couple of pit stops here and there I see her going to, like, a gas station, getting, like, a drink. I don't really believe as though Trenton was murdered outside of the home. I keep seeing that she was watching some sort of television program or a movie. I believe that the movie was something to do with, like, drowning a child. And she decided in that moment, oh, my God, this is going to be the best way to do this. I see that he had fallen asleep. The two of them were hanging out. She decided to place her child in the crib for a moment. I see that she had seen him. He was soundly sleeping. And in her mind, she thought this would be the best time to murder him. I see that she took him to the tub. I see she filled up the tub and drowned him. Now, I believe she was trying heavily to come up with some solution to like hurt her kid without like actually really hurting him. And in her mind, it was the easiest method. And she felt that all others, including shooting him, would probably going to be, you know, the next step if she couldn't drown him. Now, she did it that night on the 26th. I see that she decided to place his lifeless body in a bag, not even a garbage bag. I think like a shopping bag or something. She left that evidence, got herself to a nearby apartment building. I also see that they had a garbage can and I believe that there were no cameras around. She specifically looked to see if places had no cameras. I believe she placed her son in a garbage. I believe that she felt comfortable this particular day because the garbage was going to be going out probably that Monday morning. So she was like, okay, I'm fine with that. She also decided because people were starting to ask questions as to where Trenton was to let them know she believed that he had been kidnapped. So there go coming home in the middle of the night and then cutting that hole out in his bedroom while no one was looking. And she carried on as if nothing took place. I believe that, like I said earlier, she started to panic because people were asking where Trenton was. I think she wasn't originally going to tell anyone until the 28th, but because people were pressing so hard, she had to kind of out herself earlier than what she was going to originally do. So you feel as though she was rushed into claiming that her son had been kidnapped? Oh, yeah. From what I gather, she had been planning this for a long time, at least a month, maybe a couple of months prior. And she was trying to figure out how to execute things. She was very unorganized in her approach. She also had made letters from Josh's email account, by the way, claiming that he was threatening her. She had come up with as much elaborate story, which is why when she did her like little phone call to the police, like my ex did this, like she was she was setting it up. She genuinely believed that people were actually going to believe her because she was a woman and would get away with this. However, because Josh was like in that complete and utter denial about it and said, check my records, they were able to determine pretty quickly that Melinda was the one sending the emails to herself like a psycho. And they figured out it was connected to her very quickly. Was Trenton a hard spirit to connect with? Not at all. He's a sweet, well-behaved kid. I just don't even see him being a kid that even acts out. I know the kids have their moments, but I feel as though he had been very good and far and few between with issues and very smart. He did really prefer his father's attention over mom because mom would act a little cuckoo. (laughs) She would also be extremely jealous when they were together. And then when, you know, Josh would leave, she would scold Trenton for his relationship with Josh. I do see that Josh did antagonize her from time to time by saying things like, don't worry, Trenton, daddy and you will be together soon. And she would often make it about her and say things like all over the place, like over my dead body, over his dead body. What she meant by that was over Trenton's dead body and then herself. Pretty much. From what Trenton showed me, his mother had tried numerous times to obtain his forgiveness and he's not having it. In fact, I feel as though she's already, you know, heading to the bad place. She did bother him for at least a decade. And he's also someone that has grown since he passed away. He would be at about a teenage level. I see that he's very attached to his dad, even now his father. Although he has made some hard life choices. And he did come back from really struggling From his son's passing, he's moved on, he's got more kids, and Trenton couldn't be happier for him. So he might not be the best version of himself today, but, you know, it's because of what happened. And Trenton's just trying to steer him in the right direction. Trenton is showing me that if he was still around today, he would have gone to school, educated himself, so that he may have been a doctor, some sort of high-ranking pay job. He shows me that his mother abused him constantly. And although she loved him in a very weird, you know, Dee Dee Blanchard kind of way, it was not genuine love. I mean, sounds like she was super salty about her relationship to his father and
1: it ending and taking it out on Trenton, which isn't fair. And she just wanted to control every relationship in her life, including even sacrificing her own child
0: so do you know where he may be, like where his body is located? Well, I definitely feel like it's in the landfill in Leesburg because they were so slow moving on this child's, you know, disappearance and following the pattern of the garbage truck. I think they lost track of it. And I believe that he was placed in that landfill Due to the truck being taken away, and I only believe that it was about three miles from where he and his mother were living.
1: Man, that's so sad. And, you know, they're never going to find his body with all of that landfill over the last, you know, over a decade.
0: Yeah, I really wish they had, but I don't believe they will either.
1: Well, you know, let's talk about Melinda's suicide here for a moment. Obviously, the family puts the blame on Nancy Grace. However... I'm not completely convinced that she had anything to even do with her suicide. I'm really not sure, you know, why she would have even gone on the Nancy Grace show, which is just strange to me. Everyone knows that Nancy Grace is all about the facts and getting down to the bottom. And I feel like it was just a stupid move on Melinda's part because obviously she knew she did this to her son. Why would you put yourself in
0: that limelight? Why would you put yourself in that line of fire? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, that's just it. I feel like Melinda set that up. I feel like she had been planning to commit suicide for a long time, and I feel as though She would talk to a psychic about the outcome of the situation. And I believe the psychic had seen things all over the TV and told this Melinda character that she was going to be either killed or sent to jail and killed. I personally believe that Melinda went on Nancy Grace because she knew that Nancy Grace was going to rip her a new asshole and was going to answer and ask all the tough questions so that she had a scapegoat for her suicide. I mean, I totally agree to that. This you
1: know whole situation has been very calculated, so it definitely doesn't surprise me in the slightest.
0: I also see that Melinda was getting extremely paranoid. She was waiting any moment now for her arrest, and she couldn't handle that. I don't even feel as though it was her son's death on her hands that even sent her into killing herself. I believe she didn't want to face the consequences that she knew that were about to come. They were questioning her and she was getting anxiety ridden. And like I said, a psychic in the background. I do believe that she did kill herself and she may have taken some sort of drugs to calm herself down. And that's when she decided to pull the trigger. I see that there may have been a guy that was communicating with her. I feel as though this guy wasn't anyone that she was romantically involved with, but perhaps someone that lived close by to her, that she may have informed this person that she felt like ending it all. But I do see that she would say things, like, often, so people didn't necessarily take her seriously. You know, what drives me crazy is that these family members of Melinda believe
1: in her innocence. If you believe that, where's Trenton then? You know, where is he? How did he just, you know, get up and disappear then? He wasn't, you know, taken to South Korea, so where else would he be? Is he with some sort of sex trafficking ring? You know, it just drives me nuts when people believe conditionally that their own child can't be capable of doing something like this.
0: I believe that Melinda was just good at lying over and over again and that they still, you know, convinced it was Josh. (laughs) So they are completely blind in their faith into her own death. And that obviously she killed herself because she was so grief stricken. But obviously we know different. Definitely.
1: Now, is there anything else that Trenton would like to talk about or discuss in
0: any way? From what I gather, his mom did give him some sort of sleeping aids before he had fallen asleep that day. So when he drowned, although he was awake, he was not necessarily feeling anything. He shows me he kept reaching out to his mother to help him and she kept holding him down and he splashed around he would never forgive her for that and after he had passed away before she died he had haunted her in her dreams every night and she may have woken up a few times in relation to it he also wanted his dad and his family to know that he's doing well Although he didn't get much of a chance to be alive on Earth, he is hanging out and waiting for all of his family members to get there. He has no intentions of coming back, at least not at this point. And he's a very smart, intellectual, often sending signs to his dad, especially on the music side of things.
1: Well, I'm glad that we were able to tell Trenton's side of the story today. Next week, we will be covering the episode of The Five Carters, We will be having Aaron Carter and his siblings stepping forward in relation to this episode to speak their truth. It's definitely one of those intense episodes that we didn't even anticipate we would be doing, but because there has been so many recent deaths in that family, we wanted to let them speak up about this. Until next time, guys, stay freaked out.